man, you can't, I mean, you can't go wrong with a little ACDC kicking it off, right? That just feels good. Just feels good. What's going on, Facebook Live? Woo! What's going on, guys? Welcome to The Way In. I'm your host, Scott Butcher, and welcome back to another phenomenal Tuesday night. I'm super pumped for the show tonight because we've got the big man on. If you guys seen some of the stuff earlier, some of the uh, posts and Instagrams, we've actually got the man himself. Uh, Mr. Chad Hoover, uh, Mr. KBF, so to speak, um, going to come on and uh, and talk a little bit about uh, about life, about KBF, about uh, the FLW Cup that's going on this weekend um, in Arkansas, and uh, and the I believe seventy or so. I think deadline is tonight. Chad will fill us in on all of that stuff, but talk a little bit about some of that stuff. Um, but before we do that, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, Barry Davis, what's going on, Todd Patrick? uh jacob uh what's going on man jacob says jacob hits us with that rick flair Woo! that's what i'm talking about that's what i do when i set the hook hard y'all can ask Sadiki about that last time i took his 20 bucks actually i didn't take his 20 bucks because we doubled or nothing because he beat me the first day and i got lucky the second day because let's just be honest it's eric Sadiki and he dominated me but when i hooked in and realized that i hadn't beat that day i hit him with that rick flair and said Woo! it felt good it felt good um, so let's do a little housekeeping. First things first, welcome to the weigh in. Uh, this is point blank, just uh, an opportunity for us to weigh in. You guys in the community can talk a little bit about uh, about what's going on in the sport. If you guys have questions or comments, drop them in. I'll drop them in on the screen. I'll bring them up by all means. If you got comments and thoughts uh, here for the big man, drop them in here because he's going to be in here. We've got a we've got an hour of his attention. I told him to turn that cell phone off that I see him down looking at looking at it now in the green room. I told him to take that thing down. And uh, and get and get rid of it because because uh, we got some stuff to talk about. There's a lot of things going on in the community, a lot of things uh, buzzing since ICAST that I know that those guys were putting in the works. I'm not sure what he's going to uh, unveil, so to speak, behind the curtain. But uh, but I'm definitely going to be pushing to try to get as much information out of him as we can. Generally, when he goes on and goes live, he's kind of in control. Uh, but this is my show, and uh, and we're going to have a good time with it tonight and bring him on and get some questions answered, get some topics to kind of hit on. So first things first, if you guys have, are new to the show, um, we always want to uh, uh, give us a comment as to where you're, where you're watching from. So go in the comment section right down there on the right. And uh, Chad's trying to distract me now. I'm, t- I'm taking a screenshot right now there, buddy, of what you're doing. Christy will be so impressed. Uh, you get it from every, you know, no guys never grow up. That's all I can tell you guys never grow up. So anyway, drop a, drop in where you're watching from down in the comment section. And then secondly, go in and go in over there on the side of your, of your Android, your iPhone, your tablet, your PC, whatever it is that you're watching from and smash that share button. So, um, we got some, some from Michigan, uh, the one and only miss, uh, beautiful, uh, queen of, of, of kayak fishing. Miss Jean Wilson is on watching with us. Uh, we got Montgomery, Alabama, Indianapolis, and Indiana, uh, middle Georgia chiming in. Uh, so you guys, like I said, chime in, let us know where you're watching from. Ryan O'Neill says he is watching from South Florida. Um, couple other little pieces of housekeeping. If you guys are not listening to the kayak bass fishing podcast that Richard Penny runs, um, you need to go do that. I'm like, it's really, really good. Uh, he recorded that dude worked the entire uh, a week of ICAST and bringing different folks in. He just had in this latest this latest episode, he had uh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Iconelli, um in on the show and had some good conversations and stuff like that. Uh, so definitely, y'all make sure that you go in and tune into that and, and make sure that you're that you're catching up with that. 
Um, other than that, guys, I'm not going to waste a ton of time here tonight because we've got the one and only Mr. Hoover. And uh, and we're going to get into a little bit about kind of what's going on. Touch on. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar or not. But we're going to talk about the wreck a little bit here. Um, uh, him and Miss Christie were uh, were involved in a pretty rough wreck um, about a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago now. Um, and uh, point blank, uh, gloves off. Uh, you know, this is kind of the second scare that Christie's had with Chad um, in the last year, calendar year for sure. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things to where, you know, uh, you know, how many times are you going to kind of tempt fate? And we're going to kind of bring that up. And with that, let's kind of let's let's kind of bring in the big man here, uh, Mr. Hoover himself and see where we're going. Mr. Parker Jones is watching Nicholas Beltran. Um, Chris is in from Shreveport, Louisiana. Um, man, Chris down in Shreveport. That is some good fishing there, brother. How are you? What's going on, Chad Hoover? How are you, sir? Pretty good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing well, doing well. Um, just uh, how? Are, first off, before we go any further, how are you feeling physically? How? I mean, I know how, how many days has it been since the wreck. Um, a little over a week. A little over a week. And now, correct me where I'm wrong here. Saturday was a week. Saturday was a week. So now, last Saturday, I got a call because we're because we're friends outside of of this. I got a call. And, uh, and basically it was, Hey, we've been in a bad wreck. Um, you know, uh, we're good. Uh, you know, kind of let the key players know that that needed to know. And so we were able to do that. Um, uh, I, I mean, you want to kind of, I mean, you, are you, can you walk, will you walk us through that a little bit? Uh, FLW coast to cup or FLW coast, uh, camp, uh, for kids. And, um, Christy and I were doing some, some presentations there and then on Friday, Thursday and Friday. And then on Saturday we were running the, uh, the kayak part. They, they had their first uh, kayak portion of the, the charity tournament that they run for the FLW foundation on Saturday. So we didn't fish in the event, but we were, um, we were going to judge it and, and go to the weigh in and do the awards and all that good stuff. And uh, we were on our way to um, Ken Lake resort where they were having the weigh in. And we went through an intersection and a woman came from the right-hand side, making a right turn and crossed the lane and hit us in the side. Um, the, when she hit us in the side, it forced us the, the back of the truck to kind of sway to the side. I was towing my intake trailer. When she hit the back of the truck, it hit me so hard that I thought it was just the fishtail of the truck. Actually, until we went back to the scene and saw the, paint from her car down the side of the truck. I thought she just hit the trailer and I thought that fish tailed the truck and flipped us. But what happened is, is she hit us in the side right behind Christie's door and I saw her coming. So I started to avoid her going into the median. And when she hit us, it exploded the rear uh, driver's side rim and tire. So that made the back end of the truck go down and it kind of caught on that lip. And that's what flipped the truck. It fish tailing or jackknifing with the trailer um, also caused the whole, you know, accelerated the process. We flipped three times, uh, and then back around almost to the fourth time and ended up on Christie's door. Um, obviously Gary, um, like you alluded to in the thing, I've had a couple of scares this year. That was my, my first one was the, the cardiac event that for the most part people know about well, that made me make some serious extra double downs on the whole fitness thing that I, and the, and the diet thing that I was already doing. Um, this one was just another one of those, um, 
situational awareness. Uh, <laughs> I learned how to crash in the Navy. Ironically enough, you're taught <laughs> when you're helicopter how to crash, and I relax. I remember saying to myself, "Relax." Uh, I yelled to Christy to relax, and she was yelling at me, "You better not die." And, and it sounds funny now, and we laugh about it now, but literally, as we were rolling, she was. <laughs> no, I, I, I got to talk to her about six hours after everything went down and there was nothing funny about her screaming that because it was very real. It was very serious. And, uh, uh, you know, if you guys, I know that I know, and we're going to get into some of this, but I understand some of, some of what you guys see in this screen and in this persona that that's, that this big human being has around him but I've had the opportunity to spend some time with his wife and his kids and his family and be around them when he's not on, so to speak. And, and, and there, that, that, that's, that's, that's a family. And, and that what they went through this past, this past weekend or this last Saturday up there um, is definitely something major. The other thing too, that I want to speak on real quick um, is, uh, is just to kind of clear the air. There was a GoFundMe that was set up pretty rapidly and Chad and them had nothing to do with that. That is not something that a he would have done. He uh, Chad Chad's one of uh, prideful is 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 the right term, but prideful in the right manner sometimes. Sometimes, and we've had that argument before, because he you know he he's definitely he's a guy who does his best to take care of everybody that he can, and so to to take help or to to try to do something like that. Um, you know, I know that I've seen you know a, a running around the the community. There were some things going on about that. Uh, Chad, you were not involved with that. That's not something that, that, and you were pretty quick on top of it, that when you heard word of it, you kind of got on and made a post about shutting that thing down. And, and that was not something that you guys were involved in that you and your wife and the insurance companies and your, you know, and then the companies that, that, that represent you and that you represent would be helping take care of, of everything that you needed to get done, done. Right. Yeah. I, I spoke to the gentleman who started it after, you know, I did my initial response. I understand what he was trying to say. Um, I, I appreciate the, the gesture. Um, you're, you know, you're pretty spot on when you said that I'm, I'm not the guy that really asks for help when I need it. So I sure as hell won't ask for it when I don't. Um, I'm trying to get better at that. Um, we're, I'm trying to get better at learning how to say no. Uh, I think that my ability to learn how to say no to things uh, is going to make me a better leader. It's going to make Kayak Bass Fishing a better organization. And it's going to, we're going to use that to leverage my influence or whatever you want to call it in the industry to better serve the industry instead of over committing and never being able to get everything that I need to get done, done. And so again, I, I wouldn't have asked for that. Um, I did appreciate the gesture. It took me longer to jump on it than I would have because we had pretty much decided we were shutting our phones off for the evening and we're just going to relax and try to still everything was still pretty surreal i mean that was that was all really fresh like i mean you guys yeah. even i mean y'all waited till you got home to the next day because you didn't have the you didn't have the younger kids um yeah. you know the oldest came up and picked you guys up and uh so i mean it was even the next day before i mean we all kept it hush in the industry and kind of we were kind of watching to kind of see you know where it was going to break because you don't have you guys don't have any controls you're rolling around in a billboard that's you know that's you know got uh you know three axles and and, uh, you know, 35 feet long, that's, you know, KBF and every company that you represent. So, you know, we, we were all actually kind of expecting, you know, that leak or that bomb drop moment. And we didn't, you know, y'all were trying to protect the kids and the family and try to, you know, try to handle this the right way. 
Um, before we move into the next thing, boss, how's Christy doing? Is she okay? I mean, uh, you know, she's, you know, she's, she's tough too. Obviously she's married to you. She's gotta be. Yeah. She's doing a lot better. Um, I got some cuts and, you know, got some lacerations on the top of my head and my knee was pretty jacked up and still kind of pops in and out. But, um, you know, very blessed to only have had those injuries. Uh, Christy also was very blessed to not have any major injuries, but she was very uncomfortable for about a week uh, after the swelling kind of increased, subsided, and kind of all the injuries that we found out since then start to really show themselves. Yeah. So we had to go to the doctor about three days ago, or maybe four days ago. Uh, they did some x-rays. They figured out she has three cracked ribs and two ribs out of place or two cracked ribs and three out of place, which means they're actually out of the, the joint where the rib connects to the, to the spinal column. So there's so much inflammation right now that they can't reset them. So she's pretty uncomfortable. Uh, they gave her some muscle relaxers and some stuff, but she's also hard headed and don't like to do that kind of stuff. So she's gutting it out as much as she can. She's being hard headed. We, which is part of why I love her, you know, but we're here at the FLW cup this week and we're going to be working the trade show floor. And I told her, Hey, you should stay home. Like I can handle this. There's plenty of people on the team. And she's like, no, I'm going I'm like, you don't have to go. <laughs> I can, we can handle the trade show. There's plenty of people, but she's here. Uh, she wanted to be here for this. She knows how hard uh, we work to get to this point, to have this opportunity to set the table for what's coming next for the, for the kayak fishing community. And so she really wanted to be part of it. And, you know, I just, I, I know when to stop arguing. Right. You know what I mean? I've, no, uh, you don't No, you, That's cute. That's cute. that you say that for Christian? No, you, you don't know when to stop arguing. Treated. <laughs> Christian trained me on when to stop arguing. <laughs> you know what's funny, man, is if you had ever told me that I'd have been in an accident, destroyed my truck, broke every single fishing rod that I owned, oh. all, before, all the four reels were destroyed tackle everywhere this trailer that i saved a lot of people think that i'm balling right at any given time you know i've probably got less than two thousand dollars in my checking account just because i'm putting every last dollar back into this thing to try to make it what it is correct but i up for 18 months and and shopped and and pinched and and bit and scratched to get that trailer and so i was really proud of it and i was enjoying it and you would have thought that if i if somebody told me what would you feel like if you lost your trailer, your truck, your your whole system, like your whole rig that had just got the the step bars put on it, the lift, the everything was perfect, right? Everything was. If you had told me that I would lose all that and I wouldn't have been like I wouldn't have lost my mind over it, I probably would have argued with you about it. But to be honest with you, as we were rolling and I saw Christy going kind of around and around, um you know, if you've never been in this scenario, you would think that a truck flipping three times would feel like it was over in a matter of seconds. It literally felt like we were rolling. Yeah. For five minutes. Yeah. Your, your, your mind can is able to process a lot of information in that amount of time. And I'm just going to be straight with you, man. When we came to a rest and I was leaning over and blood dripped onto her, From me, <laughs> I thought it was her. And then the minute that I fi figured out she was okay, there wasn't a single thing scattered down that Nothing. Kentucky house. Yeah. That, meant that bag of Cinco's, <laughs> that box of Cinco's that you had meant nothing, right? 
there's a there's a Gerber Prodigy knife that I carried on a bunch of combat missions, a bunch of rescue missions, a bunch yep. of other stuff. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Um, it was it was given to me by a dude that I served with that got killed, and I carried it. Um, the rest of my career, anything important I ever do, I've got it with me. I put it in my luggage when I travel. It's behind the seat of my truck. And it was three days before I said to myself, oh, man, I want I want to make sure that they find my knife. And I called the record service guy and the record service guy said, hey, I, I put everything in boxes. And I said, there's this, just one knife that I worry about out of all that crap. And he said, dude. It's a, if it's a Gerber knife, I found it. It looked like it had been around the world three times and like it had some significance to it. So I put it on the side for you. But to right. be straight with you, like I didn't even care about that for three days, right? Literally just the fact that she was okay, the fact that everything that was important to me, her, my family, and all that, you know, was intact. All that stuff couldn't have mattered more it's all, um, it's all just it's all just stuff it's all absolutely replaceable with that um i mean have you had any news i'm assuming i mean what do they got you in now like a prius or something like what are you driving now no I, uh <laughs> you know better than that um dude i figured I, the insurance uh, companies like wait a minute let's back up a minute hang on a minute can i let me shift gears like how's the insurance companies because you had another insurance claim earlier this year with that truck where you were where you were a big goofball right yes so, I mean, it, uh, like insurance is looking at you all kinds of cross-sided right now, right? This one wasn't my fault. So, right, this was going to be kind of a no fault. Um, the other one I was, and I accepted responsibility for it. Um, but uh, I think people don't know that story, and you just have to you just have to ask around. We're not we're not broadcasting I mean, that. You just have to ask DEF, around. DEF in the fuel tank. I was on the phone with Richard Penny talking about the podcast. I had moved out of the way because I hate people that sit at the gas pump on the phone while you're waiting in line and diesel's even worse because it's the only one. So I had taken the gas cap off and I pulled out of the way. I went back over and grabbed the DEF thing that I set down and I went over and I was on the phone. The cap was already off and I put DEF in the damn tank. So yeah, you, you were know, talking to me and the words, the words that came out of your mouth when you realized what you were doing, uh, we can't put those on the internet. I'm just saying. Right. So, so anyway, I, um, yeah, so the I've been with USAA for 19 years. Um, USAA is a, an insurance company that's primarily for service um, people. Yep. They they opened it up, you know, 10 or 12 years ago to kind of expand out the offering a little bit. But I've been with USAA for 19 years. They're by far the the best insurance company I've ever worked with, um, and that says a lot. It's hard to say. Well, but but you've been with it for 19 years. But I've had other insurance for things, you know, supplemental insurance and things. And nobody's ever been as easy to deal with as them. And then I've seen other people have to deal with insurance issues. And so I feel blessed to be with USAA. They've they've gone above and beyond. They told me that we miscommunicated when I called in after I got my trailer to say that I wanted to add it to my safe rider. And they said that I would have had to have a separate policy. So the trailer is going to be a total loss. And um, oh. I'm just going to have to figure that out um, and see if I can't. Can we red, can like, we redneck piece it together? Can we duct tape it up and like, you know, it's not <laughs> it's not as bad as I thought it was when I went back over there. The frame looks like it might be tweaked, but I called Intech and I might be able to get it on a trailer and take it up there. And then I don't know, it, it might not be a total loss, and we'll see what happens there. Um, 
the stuff, man, it's it is what it is. You know, it's uh, it's all replaceable, dude. Absolutely all replaceable. You know, Joe, Joe, this guy right here, Joey says, uh, he says, easy chief. I may have put a dollar or two worth of diesel in my gas tank back in the day. Uh, you know, so there, you know, there's been guys that have done it, uh, guys that have done it and done things like that. Uh, before we move into the next section, Chad, I uh, let me do a little housekeeping here, guys. If you guys are just tuning in, welcome to the way in. I'm your host, Scott Butcher. The man next to me really needs no introduction in this industry. This is the man behind KBF, uh, who's who's kind of shouldered this thing for the last several years. This was his brainchild and his baby, and a lot of this community. Um, there's a lot. Of, there's just a lot that he's done. And uh, and if you guys are just tuning in or unfamiliar, uh, he was in a, in a in a pretty good car wreck. Um, with his wife uh, this past uh, last Saturday. Um, and we're catching up on that and kind of doing some of those things. We're fixing to move into a couple of questions. I got a couple questions that, that I kind of want to put you on the spot over with a couple of things that are kind of going on, not to sugarcoat much, but while we've got you here, there's some things that I, that I want to make sure that I'm addressing to you publicly so that we can kind of get clear some of this stuff out of the air. And then I want to talk a little bit about uh, the FLW cup and, and what, uh, and what you guys are doing down there in Arkansas this week. So if you guys are just tuning in, make sure that you comment where you're watching from. And if you got thoughts or comments or questions, uh, drop them in below because we can definitely keep up with those. And if we miss one, we'll come back to it here towards the end. Um, so boss man, I told you that, 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 I mean, you've, you know, when we talked about doing this show, um, we talked about, you know, sooner or later we would have you on as a guest and, and, I, I, I don't know that I've publicly had an opportunity to tell you thank you for the platform to doing for doing what we're doing with the show. I'm really enjoying doing it. I think we've got a good, uh, uh, you know, a good amount of people. We've had some great shows on, had some opportunity to do some storytelling and stuff like that. Um, but me and you have, have we've disagreed on some op, on some some things in the past and some and the way some of the things have worked. And when me and you talk, uh, we always call it, you know, sharpening the stone. Right. You know, to, you know, uh, you know, taking, you know, taking the knife and sharpening the blade. And, you know, using that hard edge of the stone to kind of, you know, to kind of bounce things back and forth. So with your permission, I, I want to kind of be able to go rogue here and kind of hit you with some some thoughts that things that I have that I don't like as a fan about your about what we're doing with KBF. You good with that? Yeah, man. All right. Um, numero. Long as I mean, three times, I think. Well, I mean, how bad can it be? Yeah, well, well, uh, yeah, well, you, you survived through the wreck. Now let me put you through the ringer, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the things that continues to be an issue that as a fan, because let's be honest, I'm not an angler. Like I, I've, I've fished, I've fished a couple of tournaments and, and love this community and love this sport, but I don't consider myself an angler. I don't know that I'll ever get there. Um, you know, I, I try to spend as much time as I can talking to Dennison and die and, and, uh, and Jody queen, but you know, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not getting what they're laying down sometimes. I'm just not there yet. Um, but one of the issues that continues to come up is the length of time it takes for payouts for payments, for structuring those things, for getting information out about, you know, how many are in a field and what payout structures like, you know, I, I, I hate to talk about it because I feel like money, you know, shouldn't be the driving force, but as this sport grows with what you guys are doing and where you're getting into, why are we continuing to see as a fan base payments and payouts be a problem? Well, there's a lot of excuses, but if I get into them, then I'm really making excuses. A lot of it's got to do with how long we allow for the challenge period. Uh, a lot of it's got to do with the fact that we're doubling down on trying to catch cheaters and we want to insulate ourselves a little bit as a business because if we find out somebody cheated and the domino effect goes downhill, you know, a week or so after a tournament, 
literally, if you just add up $200 a position down 10 places, that's $2,000. If that happened three, four, five times, a company as small as ours, um, that could be a, a major problem. And as you guys know, and the one thing that I want to say, I think we should get the benefit of the doubt for is if we ever make a mistake, even if it's a small mistake, we never make the angler pay. We always come over the top. Uh, we made a miscalculation at the national championship. We paid everybody from there down. We Correct. made miscalculations. And when people make challenges, we pay out both the person that was originally awarded it and the people down there. And so we kind of did that as a safety up to not put ourselves in, in harm's way. Part of that has got to do with the fact that we've been operating on race. Slow down. Okay. So when you say, I, I, when, when you say putting yourself in harm's way, you mean from a financial standpoint or from the public eye? Everything, uh, everything, everything from, yeah, from the, from mostly from a financial standpoint to where we can continue to operate as a business. Okay. A lot of people, Oh, you had these tournaments that had 122 people. Well, then we had tournaments that had 44 people. Everybody breaks our calculator out and starts typing when we pay $6,000 out and there's 120 people, but nobody breaks their calculators out and says, but wait a minute, you paid out $6,000 to 49 people in Texas or this event or that event. And so right now, for example, on the trail, we're running a negative net $12,800 and how much we paid out. So a lot of people advertise the 100% payout. We're at over 100% payout. When you look at the trail series championship last year on um, Toledo event, there was, $30,000 just in first place. We held back 19 total completely. Then we paid out $10,000 for the Challenge Series Championship. I think we hold back 62, 100. And when it was all said and done, the payout for that event, which took in less than $10,000 in entry fees, paid out over $60,000. So we have to just be a little bit more transparent. We also have to do a better job of finding alternative funding sources and sponsorships. And so, so, so here's where we're at. I legitimately have pulled back away from the getting into public disputes. I've pulled back away from right. a lot of the, a lot of the justifying where we're at and said to myself, you know, Chad, you've got a problem. You've been doing KBF. You've been doing kayak bass fishing to the community instead of doing it for the community. And I, and I backed up and I got the leadership from KBF into a room and we whiteboarded everything. And we said, what are our, what are our constraints? Like, what is it that is making it to where we can't do these things? And mostly, and I'll just 100% fall on the sword for this, mostly it's been processes, right? We have too many checks and balances, and we have too many um, steps. Too many people have to touch each thing, so it gets bogged down. So it should take five days to do something, and instead it takes seven. And then, you know, the people that work for KBF are all part-time with the exception of myself, Joe, and Christy. And therefore, the they have to work it in when they can. And then when you take an incomplete process and combine that with people that are part-time, it just makes things slow. It makes them sluggish. So, take okay, take so four and put that on top of that, and it compounds the problem. So... So what, what's KBS? I want to, I want bare knuckles, bro. I, 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 I'm like not trying to be disrespectful, but I mean, what, what's the, uh, is there, is there a official like, Hey, we're trying to do 30 days or 45 days or is it, or is that something we're looking at implementing for next year? Like how do we get that better? So first of all, one of the things that I put in place this year, and it was mostly because I was frustrated with watching Christy 
and Lynette spend almost a month trying to gather up W9s before the deadline and stressing out when we really should have been focusing on setting the table for the season and national championship preparation and all these other things that should have been being done. So I implemented a policy that said, you don't get paid till we get a W9. That added a lot of process improvement, a lot of steps, a lot of, so we're going to do some things differently this year where we just solicit W9s and it doesn't have to do with like, after you win a tournament, we're going to solicit them as soon as you become a member. We're going to say, let's use the off season to get a done. When you get paid, that's a gone deal. We're also going to just a put part of the part of membership packet, right? What's that? So it's just a done deal. Like it's a part of the membership packet. Like you, like you go in and do the W nine. Yeah, sort of. Sort of. But not everybody, not everybody that's a member is going to compete. Sixty one percent of KBF members compete. That means the other thirty nine percent don't. So we're not going to force it on the people that go. I'm not competing. I just like the resources, the discounts, and all that. So. We're just going to make it part of the process where we ask and ask and ask before we demand. Um, one of the things also that we did is we kind of held back the payouts until everybody was ready. Um, again, that's one of those things where I said it in a meeting. I didn't write it as a policy. And then later on, I go, why is this taking so long? And my staff's like, dude, you said don't pay until everything's squared away. So we're still waiting on this so, thing. So, now, so let's just, for example, so now we're saying that that Mike Cheatham, Ron Champion, and Dale, uh, uh, Darnell Cornelius, they've got their W-9s and they've done everything the right way, but James Davis doesn't have his in yet. You're going to pay those three and just hold James, James Davis's, right? And then another thing that I found out that we were doing, that again, word to mouth of me saying, hey, let's do this, the, the staff at KBF was doing what I directed them to do. But my problem was, is I was doing so many things that I couldn't take the time to write processes, to write SOPs, to do all of the structural things that we need to do. So all these That's payouts, stuff, right? Yeah, so all these payouts would be sitting there waiting. And then I found out, like, for example, I found out one time we didn't pay out the challenges because we were waiting on the challenges. And then, you know, Josh does the processing of the challenge standings and then submits it to Lynette. Well, then Lynette gets them all at one time. So she's then sitting there making payouts. Even once she got the payouts, when it takes about, you know, 15 minutes to 35 minutes to make a payout, depending on how complex it is, then that takes three, four weeks sometimes to make all the payouts. And then we're into the out of the frying pan and into the fire and the next series is coming in. So what I told, what I directed and I put into writing is that now what we're going to do is as those things are cleared, they go to Lynette and she makes the payout. Here, here's what I was worried about. Just straight up, what I was worried about is you ever go to a restaurant and you order, you sit down and then the table beside you sits down like maybe two minutes after you and then they get their food before you and you're like, what the hell? Well, maybe they ordered something that goes through the kitchen faster or whatever, but you're always dissatisfied. Yeah. So I was trying to avoid that. I didn't want people going, hey, I just got my payout for whatever. And somebody else is going, what the hell? I didn't get my payout yet. So now what we're going to do is at least the payouts are being made. They're processing faster. That means that the people that are getting them are, are reassured, okay, the payouts are happening. What we weren't doing is communicating effectively from the top, hey, make these payouts as soon as they're available because I had provided this direction that we don't want to put ourselves in harm's way financially by overpaying all these things. And then we have one little thing that happens and little, it was quite a bit of um, little chicken in the skies falling on my part. Cause I mean, we paid out last year alone, we paid out almost $16,000 in errors. So I was trying to avoid that. 
especially when you consider that I put up on the line. And when I say I, if KBF doesn't have the money, Chad Hoover goes to his bank account or his savings account and says, here it is, and puts it in and makes sure it gets paid. So I put up, before the trail series ever happened, $167,400 was the commitment before the first entry fee was ever paid. We are going to pay this much. There was no minimum. There was no cancellation policy. These trails are going, and when they're done, it doesn't matter if 20 people compete. We're paying out this much money. So, uh, again, you put you put $167,000 or $168,000 of your money up and tell me you're not going to be a little bit oh, you know, gunshot about over, coming over the top. But what we've figured out is part of the problem is we had too much of an accordion effect in our events. When we planned our events, we planned them more regionally and made sure there were regional deconflicts, but we didn't look at it nationally. So there's going to be a couple of things. Next year, we're going to have less than a week payout guaranteed. Guaranteed. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute, have- wait a minute. Stop. Slow down with that. I don't want that to get lost. Next year, you're saying right here on the way in tonight, next year, you're saying a week payout. Less than a week. Less than a week. Yes. All right, guys. Y'all heard that first right there. Look, I, I, I- This year, for the rest of the year, we're going to – refine and redefine and re-refine that process until we get to that threshold. And then we're going to run mock drills and we're going to run this formula until we've got all the bottlenecks gone, until we've got all of the the throats and the places where things gum up up gone to where we can avoid this stuff in the future. Um, I'm going to do events next year so we can do less events better. So I want to I want to address Josh Booth and I just threw the I just threw the comment up here on the screen just so that we're all clearly clearly communicating right here. Josh Booth, what Chad was talking what Chad is talking about right here was that they for a minute so for part of this season they were they were they had this set up to where what you wrote was correct. They've since changed that and made that to where that's where that's no longer the system. And what they're planning now for next season is what he just said was which was news to me even. A week payout. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I, I I I'm scared. You just put your foot in your mouth because you know you're gonna hear it if you don't. Um, you know if that's something you guys don't meet up to. Obviously, there's things here and there, whatever. But dude, that's 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 a that's a that's a that's a big deal. That's a that's a big thing. And 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 I I hope that the entire team uh, is able to rally behind that and get with that because we're absolutely right. At the end of the day. Uh, as a fan and as as sometimes a competitor, which I'm not really competing, but sometimes as a competitor, you know, if I was to win some money, let's just be honest, like that money's spent in my brain, right? Like as soon as you told me, oh, I won a grand or I won two grand or five grand or in my case, that doesn't happen. But in my head, I'm feeling like myself and a lot of the other guys, you know, you're, you're kind of already going, OK, I can do this or I can do that. And then when you don't know when that's coming, that gets frustrating and it's, it's very easy to go vent that online and to handle those things. So those W2, those W9s are going to be super important moving forward. I want to roll straight in boss man to the next, to, to, to my next kind of gripe, so Actually, to speak. Before, before we leave, Scott, let me okay. tell you one thing. One of the things that I'm doing is I'm spending a lot of time that I used to spend on the internet, arguing with people or, or trying to justify what we're doing, researching what do what, who are the companies that do these kind of things that do it world class? And then trying to emulate that. One company that I found, for example, that does a really good job of money is in and money is out is DraftKings. 
So I started researching how do they do it. And then I started researching how do some of the old online poker companies do it. And then I started looking at things like Eventbrite and member solutions and some of these other things. Part of the problem also that people don't realize is that we get a lion's share of the entries a lot of times like the last day or the day of the tournament. Okay. Then a lot of that money is through PayPal. Well, I don't know if people know this or not, but when you try to transfer money from PayPal to your bank account, it can sometimes take three days, put right. a weekend in, it can take four days, five days. So what we're well, going to do. That's is, exactly what Catherine Field just says. She says less than a week gets messy with holidays, weekends, etc. Yeah. Less than a week. Okay. Mark my words. Write right. it down. Stream. We're, 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 we're marking it down. We're writing it down right now. Looking forward to that. So um, I'm going to kind of kind of put this in a little bit into an overall customer service kind of a kind of a question. But membership packages is something that I've seen a lot of people kind of complaining about with they go in and they order that. And it, sometimes I've seen guys as much as up to two weeks, two and a half weeks, not a having month. that stuff in a month. Yeah. Like, so well, how, I, like that's not that's like that as a fan like that's not I've, I've we've put I put my money in Chad how, how do we how do we get that better I would that needs to be better so, so first and foremost um, again a lot of this stuff because I didn't have my ear to the rail uh, as the president of the company I didn't hear about it until it was kind of you know out of sorts in a certain thing and that's also my own fault um, but we are revamping the membership program we are relaunching the membership program actually this week. Um, I'm gonna give you a couple of things that we're gonna do. For one, we are going to digitize and make the gift card automatic, and we're gonna send that electronically. The, the decal and the commitment for our, the decal will go out immediately. Uh, I'm gonna shoot for less than 48 hours, minus week, so less than 48 business hours for those things to be out the door. I want you to have your package as fast as you can possibly have your package, just like you do. And so we're going to try to automate a lot of this stuff electronically, but we're also going to bring in the, um, bring back the KBF processing of memberships in-house. Fish USA processes, you know, hundreds of thousands of packages a year. So when we visited the facility, one of the, one of the things that in my mind I thought I was doing is I said, if I can unload Lynette, for example, having to package, a thousand membership packages during the time that we get our influx of memberships, she can focus more on membership management. We didn't realize, nor did Fish USA, that their system changeover, if you guys have been going to their website, you'll notice that the website has been completely revamped over the last two months. Well, that was supposed to take like 30 days. We're going to have a little bump in the road. They built the packages ahead. It ended up taking 60 days, going on 90 days now to get that whole overhaul done which made not getting the membership packages out one of those things that kind of fell by the wayside. We have now repopped that as a number one priority. Uh, you know, just being 100% transparent with you guys, Fish USA is coming to the FLW Cup. They're bringing all of the membership uh, materials back with them. Um, I'll tell you something, I, and I have this card that I have in my pocket because I ordered a product from a guy that makes these MCT bars. And the only reason I have that in my pocket is I wanted to carry it around so I can I can touch it and, I, and it can remind me every time I take this stack of stuff out of my pocket. Um, when I owned um, Hook One, I used to write on the, the invoices, thanks for your business, and I'd do that whole thing and I'd send it to people. People would regularly get that invoice and say, dude, I can't believe you took the time to actually write on the invoice. That's awesome. 
And I didn't realize how important that was to a lot of people. And a lot of people used to say the same thing about Lynette doing that. And then when I got this package, I actually said to myself, huh, when I got that handwritten note, it meant a hell of a lot to me. And I'm a, what I would consider kind of a high level expectation consumer. And so I said, you know what, we're just going to, it's nothing against Fish USA and their fulfillment, but there was a few bumps in the road and problems, but it's more of a, how it's I not, want. It's not personal. And just so, and, and, and just so all of you guys, everybody that's watching with, with the almost 100 viewers we have right now. So you guys understand that, that, that this is, that this is very real between chat with Chad and I right now. It was what, four months ago, five months ago, the last time I was up at, up at HQ and y'all were sitting on a meeting and we were talking about this because I, as, as a fan and as a consumer, I told you that I didn't like point blank and nothing against fish USA, but, but I didn't like, I I've lost that connection to KBF. I told you point blank. I wasn't signing up to be a member of fish USA. I was signing up to be a member of KBF and without you or Lynette and Christy being involved in that process, I didn't like yeah. my, I didn't like my membership package this year. And, and to be honest with you, it resonated with me when you said that. And then I had gotten that package and I had been carrying that card. So it really, what I was worried about is trying to change something mid season. What I will tell you that I ultimately did is I said, screw it. The right time to do the right thing is right now. Absolutely. So we're going to relaunch the membership program like straight up. We're going to launch it this week. We're going to launch it while we're at the FLW cup. We're going to try to grow membership to where we can grow what we can do for the community, the opportunities that we can provide, the resources that we can offer. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, man, I got reinvigorated for the educational part of this. When a kid walked up to me at the Costa camp and he said, hey, man, just want to tell you, I love your channel. I watch all your videos. I do this. I do this. And I do this. He said, but man, I joined that KDF group and those guys are a bunch of dicks. And I said, what do you mean? They're, what do you mean? They're a bunch of dicks. And he said, just being real with you, man. I asked somebody, hey, what's the best kayak to find? Uh, to buy if I'm trying to stay under a thousand dollars because that's how much my mom told me. They were all like, "Dude, there's a hundred videos about the best kayak to find. Why do you keep asking these stupid beginner questions?" And then he said, "So then I tried to come back at a different angle and say, hey guys, what's the best you know depth finder or electronics that I can buy?'" And he basically he went on to name off like four or five times. Went on to ask years for help. Ago, three years ago, I was going through the same thing. Absolutely. And he went on, he went on to tell me how these things that he tried to ask for help were, and then I said to myself. Holy cow. When is the last time that I did a kayak fishing 101 seminar? When's the last time I wrote an article about getting started? When's the last time that I actually said this is something that we need to do? And, and I'm just going to be straight with you, Scott. Like there, there are certain things that happen because they're supposed to. Uh, there's certain things that happen because, you know, God's just got his finger in it, moving it around. And there's just been so many things in the last year and a half, especially in the last seven months that have all just happened in the right place at the right time to change my outlook on things and the way that I do things and the way that I, I even see my position in the sport and how KBF should be positioned in the sport and how we should service the community that we're going to focus on community first. That, that comes down to customer service. Uh, we're going to focus on opportunities that comes down to, the ability to provide opportunities. But here's something else I want to touch on. Opportunities don't really mean jack without recognition 
of the accomplishment of that opportunity that you provide. And we've done a really piss poor job of recognizing winners. Uh, that was part of why this weigh-in was born, was an opportunity to give them a platform. Uh, but we should be doing press releases on them. We should be doing write-ups on them. There should be a, a better way of aggregating it. Um, better I've, better storytelling. Okay, so uh, we're, we're, getting, we're getting long in the tooth. I want, I want to get to a couple other things. Not trying to cut you off, boss. Uh, uh, so Chris Spencer, I'm going to address your question in just a second because I, that's important. I want to bring it up on screen. So Chad, if you want to read through that while as I go to the next thing, but I want to touch on that with you, Chad, because that's a good question there. And I, and I know that you've got some, I know that you've got some thoughts there. Um, so discussing on some of those different things, uh, one of the other issues, um, that, that I, that I feel like we're seeing is, is on the turning. I'll tell you what, let's go to Chris's question first. So let me read Chris's question before I dive into the States thing here. So Chris talks about what's going on with the double dipping of the auto renewal memberships and still waiting on a refund. I know what's going on with that. I'm not sure what I'm allowed to say. And so I'm going to let you handle that. So what happened was, is we outsourced the running of our store last year, last season, so that we could focus on growing the business, just like we tried to do with the, with the fish USA fulfillment thing. And unfortunately with, or fortunately with Fish USA, it was more of a, you know, best case scenario just didn't work, not that there was any malice involved. But the person that was running our website actually stole from us, stole a significant amount of money. Um, I'm not uh, uh, I'm not scared to say it. A lot of people have told me not to say anything. My lawyer's like, hey, as long as you tell the truth, uh, it's not a slander. The guy's Correct. a crook, stole a bunch of money. We shut our website down and started our store back over. We then contacted the company that processed the payments and they said that everything was shut down. Well, we brought him on in April and then in April membership renewals started happening and people were contacting us. And at first we couldn't figure out what was going on. And then we finally figured out that people were being charged for a 2018 membership, which was the auto renew that this guy had set up. So myself and Joe have spent an, I mean an unbelievable amount of time trying to connect with, the people that run the processing part, we've tried to connect to our bank to say, don't transfer, don't allow the money to be transferred from this account. That way it, it uh, rejects it and that forces the account to be shut down. We've contacted the processing companies and basically they won't do anything until this guy shuts the account down. So we've been emailing everybody by saying, hey, if you bought a 2018 membership in this month, you're likely to get a charge. So we've been notifying everybody. We set up a process for getting the refund we process the refund, even though we don't necessarily always get the money. He does have some of the money coming to our account, but then there's situations where it doesn't all go there. But again, I made the decision and I implemented the policy and I directed both Christy and Lynette to refund the money as soon as you're contacted by anyone that has anything to do with this. And then we'll deal with it on our side. So if anybody hasn't gotten a refund, shopkbf at gmail.com. Uh, Lynette processes all the refunds right there. If you don't have your refund processed and you're not having luck with that, my email address is kayakbassfishing at gmail.com. Send me an email and copy shop kbf at gmail.com and I'll make sure you get taken care of myself. Chris Spencer, hope that answers your question. Anybody else that's having any kind of issues there? Boss man. It's close to getting that account shut down and we'll never have to worry about that again. We, I'm, I'm literally giving us, I'm going to, I'm going to clock this. I've only got six minutes and this is, I want you to, but I want you to be able to talk about this, but we are, we want to unpack this in six minutes. This is my last gripe, so to speak, before we dive into, to, to the FLW cup this week, which I want to spend some time on. 
Um, I don't want this to be a negative interview, but my, but I want to under, I want as a fan of this community, the, the, the NC and the 10, the 10 is my favorite. Personally, the 10 to me is the greatest thing since sliced bread. I am such a fan of the 10 and what you guys do there. Um, but most people like, you know, like the crowd and like, you know, what's going on with, 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 with the NC and all the production and everything that goes on there from the award ceremony, the prizes, just, the it's so awesome to be in a space and to be in a town where everywhere you look is a kayak trailer or a kayak on top of a truck or, you know, uh, you know, in Jim Ware's cross, you know, and on top of a, uh, of a, you know, a little Fiat, whatever that is he drives. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it's so fun to see those kind of things. How do we as a community and i'm not i don't want you i don't this isn't for you to do by yourself but how do we as a community downscale some of that to where that's more that's more in line with every different trail series and all the different events how do how do we make that feel scalable backwards does that make sense yeah it makes 100 percent sense um you know i hate to sound like a broken record that it's something we already know and we're working on fixing but it really is and it is really a simple answer scott we have to do less events better instead of doing more events and just trying to do as many as we can. So we had this commitment to try to do everything for everybody. And then even when we scaled down to the 40 events, there was lots of places in the country that's reacted. Oh my God, I can't believe we're not having a trail here. We're well, not going to be able to have a question. We're going to have as many trails as we can manage that are effectively manageable, that we can have premium backdrops, premium, recognition, trophies outside of just first place, you know, all of that production value, that thing that makes you feel like you went to a, a more elite event, all that stuff that makes you feel like, you know, you got the recognition that you deserve. My goal, and it might not happen next year, my goal is to live stream every event, right? So that when you're traveling and you right. can't make it, your family can't make it, but you get there. Um, but my commitment is that next year, we are gonna have much better execution at every event, there will be banners, backdrops, uh, the premium checks, the 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 uh, the trophies, the recognition. Uh, we will do the press release uh, in short order. We're actually learning quite a bit about that from KBF or from FLW, so that's great. Uh, but it's also about making a commitment to assigning this is who does that, this is who does this, and we make sure that it gets done. So we're going to do the press releases. We're going to do the the winner interviews. We're going to do the video shout outs. We're going to do the, the referring them to the weigh in. We're going to schedule them for a, a visit on the podcast. We're going to follow up with a winner recognition post uh, and a write up that Joe goes into great detail about their, their experience in the event. And again, we are working on that this year. That's one of those things that we could not at this late of juncture pull off to make it better for the rest of the year. When I said the right thing, at the right time is right now. We can't do that right now. But what we've done is we have doubled down on going after better funding sources, uh, increased sponsorship support, increased tourism involvement and host facility involvement to where we make sure we've got a premium location to host the event. We can set up backdrops. We can have photographers on site. We can do all of those things and everywhere possible uh, have a presence there from somebody from KBF, whether that's me or Joe or, or, or whomever. But even if we don't, there will be policies and procedures and checklists and protocols in place 
that make you feel like you went to a world class event. If you guys haven't been a part of all of this, and I'm not, and and at no point are we making excuses because we want this to be what it is. And Todd, I'm gonna Todd Patrick, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll your question into my follow up question for this. Um, so Todd talks about uh, you know clubs that host KBF event, KB events getting a little bit more recognition in these partner clubs and how we do some of those things. And you're and and you're right. That's something that that needs to be done. It's something that that KBF has addressed. It's something that Chad and I have talked about, and that Chad and the rest and and the and the, the actual KBF team, um, you know, have 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 discussed. With that, Chad, balance in the states at the club event and doing doing less events better to make the overall product that is KBF better. Like we've already seen, uh, you know, Florida this year, West Virginia more. You know, Virginia wants more. Uh, you know, I'm in Georgia and I'm not gonna lie. I'm not happy as a, as a, as a, as a fan with what we've done this year with the three rivers kind of getting squashed. And, you know, we're making up for that here in the next two weeks over on uh, Lanier. Um, but you know, but there's though, how, you know, you're never going to make everyone happy. Right. So, but how do we, how do we make sure that we're communicating that better to, to the community? And how do we make sure that the States that have proven to have good fishing, to have good good KBF members, how do we make sure they're getting the recognition that they deserve? Better communication. Um, one thing that we're going to do is we're going to share our three-year plan. I don't think any organization has ever done that. And to me, I think it's the only way to really say, here's what we're working on. It's the only way to say, yeah, you didn't get a trail this year, but we're working on it next year. Um, one thing I have to tell everybody is this. If you always do what you've always done, you'll only be what you've already been. So right. if we always go to the same lakes because we know they're going to be successful. We'll always have great tournaments on those lakes and that's it. And we're not going to take opportunities to other places and we're not going to take opportunities where we need to focus growth. So what we've done is we've set up three maps of the United States in the KBF war room at the headquarters. We've got a, a 2020 map with pins so that you can step back from it and see distribution. We've got a 21 map that says, okay, here was a shortfall this year. Let's move to that spot. We're going to put uh, special events in places that we quote unquote neglected on the trail. And then we're going to put uh, partner programs in place to where we can have, you know, um, events that are kind of like outpost style events that like we originally did in the partner program. But we're going to do things like we're going to commit to giving a hundred dollar KBF gift certificate and sponsorship support for any partner that has an event up to five events over 30 people. And then we're just going to commit to it. And we're going to say, you go take that commitment and make your trails the best that they can. So where there are gaps in the KBF landscape that you can fill those gaps with opportunity. We're working towards making the partner events um, one of the components of the regional angler of the year. I'm not 100% sure if we're going to have the mechanisms and systems in place to pull that off for 20 but we're 100% committing to doing that for 21. We're going to do better regional angler of the year focus next year. We're going to six regions instead of five. We're going to announce those this weekend at the, uh, at the cup. And then after that, we're not going to announce things until they're finished. What we are going to do is when we announce the cup, the, 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 the regions at the cup, we're also going to announce a timeline for when the next set uh, of announcements are coming out. We're working much more closely with um, other organizations. Um, I'm actually going to meet here uh, with AJ to de-conflict as best we possibly can with as much information as we can share with Hobie so that the Hobie events can be the best events that they can be. The KBF events can be the best events that they can be. 
We're also going to deconflict on marketing and promotion. Like I'm going to be straight up honest with you, man. It kind of bothered me. Somebody said something to me last week or two weeks ago. They said, Hey, good on you for making your video release at the same time as the, the Hobie Worlds was going on. And I, I was like, wait, what? I mean, we set our plan for the national championship, the 10 invitational um, and the trail series championship release in January. And I didn't even know when the, the dates were then, but again, knowing that that was a perception and somebody thought that was what we did, even though they were kind of cheering me on, which is not the kind of cheering on that I want. Um, we're going to work on deconflicting that kind of stuff so that everything in the kayak fishing community that's good for the community kind of has its time in the light. And we're not playing this step on each other game because I'm a big fan of this sport. I'm a big fan of every opportunity being made available to anglers that there could possibly be. We've already demonstrated no matter how many tournaments we give or create or put out there as KBF, we can't possibly service the insatiable demand that is out there. Right. So there needs to be other organizations. There needs to be other events. You know, people are like, hey, man, have you heard about this new thing that's going to go down? I'm like, I hope so. Bring it. The more we have in this sport, the better. I went to KBS events when they were going down to try to help them succeed. I have literally reached out the olive branch every time I can to any other organization and said, let's work together. If you go look at the uh, the Titan thing, I signed up within the first 25 people, yep. right? Even when I didn't know if I could go, I said, I'm going to put my money towards it. I'm going to put my name on that leaderboard. And if I can make it to that event, I'll go. And so I'm a firm believer that, you know, a rising tide raises all ships in the sport. But 100%. what I can tell you that I'm, that I'm in control of is making KBF be the best that it can be. So there's a couple of things that up front we know processing payouts. Those are going to, those are getting faster right now, but the commitment is that next year they'll be world-class. Okay. Right. And we're going to use this year to refine that process. The challenges we're going to process the scoring, the judging, the facilitation, the execution, and get those done. The standings we're going to get as close to real time on the standing as, as we possibly can. And I would love to get down the road and work with maybe a company like angler, Who's, who, who knows the app world to say, can we develop a sphere where an angler has a profile? And let's say that at the end of the event, there is this like, you know, kind of like uh, with DraftKings, when the, when the thing's over and you win, the money is automatically allocated to you. I would love that. So would Christy, so would Lynette, so would Josh, and so would Joe. Yeah, Everybody, everybody everybody's life a little bit easier. So, you know, I, I think as fans, what so many people don't see is, is, is that you know, and, and there's there's a ton of ways to read in between the lines of what we all see online and see that you know, oh, you know, what they're doing with Hobie here or what Native's doing over here or the Spro tournament over here, all of those different things, which you guys don't understand, or what I feel like a lot of us don't understand is that the guys fishing those events are KBF members. It was Sadiqi and 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 Ron and and all of these guys over at Hobie Worlds. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's Brad case and, you know, and all these other big names from KBF that are helping in these other events, you know, and it, if they're not good on them, man, it's still a good event. Absolutely. Yep. I think Hobie did a phenomenal job with the Hobie worlds. I thought it was awesome that they got their jerseys in advance and were posting them on social media. I literally I said to my team, we're doing the 10, yep. right? That's the kind of thing that makes sense. Those are things that we've wanted to do. And, and, you know, one of the things that kills me a lot of times is when people send me a message, you know what I should, you know what you ought to do. And they send me this like perfect scenario. I'm like, oh yeah, that's what you do. Of course, it's really easy to sit back and go in a perfect world. Quarterback, anything. You're right. Let me, 
touch on one other thing that we don't do well, and I'm going to tell you that we're going to figure out a better system so that we can do it better. That's prize processing. We created a prize claim form, but there's still holes in it. Okay. And again, I don't want people to take this the wrong way. I'm not blaming the winner, but here's what happens a lot. What happens a lot is a guy wins a bend and branches paddle. He goes and fills out the prize claim form and says, I want a bend and branches paddle. We very clearly say, Hey, go fill out the prize claim form. Let us know what size, style, color, model, right? And they, yeah. they say, I want a bend and branches paddle. Okay. What event did you win it in? What the, you know, and so we made those fields optional. Next year, we're going to make a mandatory. If there's a size, a color, a style, we're going to expand our form to where you have to put that stuff in there. Because what a lot of people don't understand is that you want an NRS PFD, they'll put NRS PFD. Okay, bro, what size, what color, what model? So then you yeah. got to go back and then you wait for them to respond. And then I'll see them post on Facebook, been waiting for three weeks on my NRS PFD. And I'll send them a, an email and say, hey, man, don't know if you noticed this or not, but I sent you an email three weeks ago asking you for the size, color, or model. If you want me to just pick for you, I will. And then they go, oh, man, my bad. But nobody ever goes back to social media and goes, hey, guys, I was a jack leg, blasted KBF. They had actually asked me for the information, and I didn't provide it. And I'm not going to throw people under the bus. So what we're going to do is we're going to take every one of those opportunities and say, how can we improve that system and that process to where it's, it's angler-proof, right, to where we always get everything we need, and that is a process that we also have up on the whiteboard that we're walking through, that we're refining and redefining and cleaning up to where we can make that happen. Well, old Chief Timmer just drops a comment here. He says, you know what you ought to do, dot, dot, dot. Okay. Okay, Chief yeah. Timmer. Know what you ought to do. That's absolutely right. Absolutely right. Okay, boss, man. So we're going to shake off the negativity. Thank you for answering some of those questions. If you got negative. I see it as sharpening, like you said. I see it as not oh, absolutely, absolutely. But we're going, but we're going to transition. If you guys are just tuning in, welcome to the way in. I'm your host, Scott Butcher. We're on with the one and only big man himself, Chad Hoover, and uh, we've been, we're just doing some kind of recap on life and what's going on. Uh, Chad has 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 taken the last six or six or so months and kind of taken a step back from lives and uh, and 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 kind of started passing some of this off down the food chain a little bit to let some of more of us handle this. So while we had him on, I wanted to kind of go straight to the source, straight to the man and, and, and talk about some of the stuff. So if you're just tuning in, make sure you go back in and rewatch this. You can catch this stuff on kayakbassfishing.com forward slash the way in and, uh, and catch up on everything that you've missed. Boss man, I want to get into the, this weekend and what's going on in Arkansas, because I am unbelievably excited about what's going down this weekend with KBF and FLW in, uh, in this DZ Cup presented by Yak Attack, boss man. I mean, gi give me – I know that this is something – it's been, what, a decade longer probably that you've been kind of cultivating and wanting and seeing this in the head before there was even fishing kayaks. You know, I mean, you know, you were fishing out of boats when they were – you know, you were, you were, you know, adapting kayaks to fish out of because there wasn't a thing – as a fishing kayak, you and a lot of the guys that are at the top of this food chain that I've had the pleasure of interviewing over the last couple of months. Um, but I mean, it's here. This is the KBF cup. This is the big stage. We, we were able to, to get a great event up on chick with the first partnership with FLW this past year, but now we're going into the cup and into the championship. I think you're running right around 70 anglers and we're going to talk about some of those anglers, but I want you just to kind of, have you processed this with everything that's going on and all the things like your days away from 
this first major event that you've been thinking about, bro, for a decade or more, right? Have you have you had time to process that? You know, we we got here last night, and um, we wanted to drive over early because we knew we were moving slow. You know, Christy and I both were. It's we're going to take longer. We're going <laughs> to take longer to pack the truck. We're going to take longer to set up the booth. Um, but we also just wanted to say, you know, one of the things that we do is we spend a lot of times running around with our hair on fire and we don't take time to like stop and smell the, the roses for lack of a better way of putting it. And, you know, with what happened to me in January, there was a really big, um, kind of refocus on that. And then what, what happened with us together, which really the thing in January happened to us as well, cause she's the one that got my big ass in the car and got me to the hospital and language for watching kids. It literally happened. To each it, it happened to us together so it's a crazy thing um it you know i said to her let's go early let's go let's go four or five days early let's walk around hot springs let's experience these places we go to other than just inside a convention center and so we got here today and we were walking down the, the main street the main dragon hot springs and there's these flw banners up and there's the world championship of bass fishing up and I, um, I was texting an angler who I was sharing an insight with about something that, that that person was going through. And we were going back and forth. And I just stopped, man. And I got like cold chills, even though it was like 90 freaking two degrees and I was sweating. Um, I was like, you know, I'm literally convincing somebody to come fish in this event for its historic thing. And I haven't even realized how historic, quote unquote, it is. And um, I didn't really. I've, I've had my head in the in the in the ground, or had the straps and the yoke pulling this plow so hard for so long that I haven't looked up. To be honest with you, with the exception of the last seven or eight months, or you know maybe even a year. Um, but I went down and visited with Bonafide, and uh, you know did a little just kind of one on one leadership mentor time with Luther. Luther's a good friend of mine, but he's also one of the guys that I think is one of the best brains in the business. And so I do the best I can to get as much time with him, you know, every four to six months so we can kind of just share Preach. ideas and stuff. Absolutely. I did that this past he, week myself. He literally got a big smile on his face. And he's like, man, you're not going to believe this. I said, what? He goes, I came across an email that I got from you 10 years ago. And he said, dude, it was like prophetic. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, dude, it's like, it's like you scripted it out and it's all happened either on time or early. And it blows my mind when I was looking at that email going, holy, because Luther, if y'all ever send Luther, Luther an email, he does not delete it. He's got these no. 10,000 folders in Outlook, and he can find yeah, it. Like and, and, he's, and, he's, and he's like structured in how he keeps exactly. these folders. Like if you guys haven't had an opportunity to spend time around Luther, like you talk about a man that's focused on what he's doing and what's in front of him in the path. Yeah. Like it's he, another level. So he showed me that, and it was pretty – you know, all inspiring for me because honestly it was like he was reading an email somebody else wrote because that was so long ago and so many things have happened in this industry that didn't feel like me that had written it. Um, but it's also a testament to how blessed I have been to be part of this thing. And, and again, man, I, I was, I was very humbled at the Nickajack and Chickamauga event by how, I really realized for, for three years or two years or whatever it was that I had been doing kayak bass fishing to kayak bass fishing instead of doing KBF or kayak bass fishing. And so just by that simple change of, of focus and philosophy, a lot of things have become clearer. 
Uh, I've tried to put myself more in the consumer mindset. How would I feel if this happened to me? How would I feel if it took this long for me to get paid? How would I feel if it took this long to get my trophy? How would I feel? And so by doing that, by that simple, you know, through the looking glass change, it's really brought a lot of stuff into perspective for me. And so coming to Hot Springs and seeing those posters up and knowing that I'm, you know, that I'm texting on a regular basis with the director of operations, the president, the vice president of operations, these these people that like, you know, their name was too big to touch for me years ago. And, and to say that like kayak fishing is in a place where, where, and I, and I hate to say it this way, but they take us seriously now uh, is, is really overwhelming. And to know that in a couple days um, I'm going to have the opportunity. I get to, I'm blessed with the opportunity that I get to share the stage with some of the best kayak anglers in the world at one of the best events in the world that can take us to the next level part of the fishing industry is um is uh it's pretty crazy i went to icast the first time and the booth restrictions were your your kayak couldn't be over eight feet and i had a 12 foot or a 13 foot five <laughs> kayak but the booth wasn't big enough to put the kayak in long way so i was standing it up and they came out and said no 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 that's too high and i was dejected well i got mad and i went to it was either Ace Hardware or somewhere, and I bought a Sawzall and a, a kayak that I owned <laughs> that I bought with my money that I was there with a sponsor or trying to be a sponsor, I think, at that time. Uh, I cut my kayak off to make it eight foot, stood it up on a piece of plywood, traced it with a Sharpie, cut that out with a jigsaw, and made a base for the kayak to stand up. And the next day, I went into iCast and was like, how you like me now? It's eight foot. <laughs> what you got? And I stood it up, and people looked at me like we had a – you know, a unicorn horn growing out of our head saying kayak fishing is going to be big. And just walking around this year at ICAST and seeing all the kayaks and booths, just, it really just Every, kind of made me like everywhere. Every booth that you look uh, at that's anything to do with kayaks had scanned yep. kayaks from BRG, BRD on top of their booth and yep. all this other crazy stuff. So now coming to, to Hot Springs and seeing kayaks going down the road and it's this, you know, this early to seeing people screenshotting, um, the roadmap to heading there and to people posting pictures and yep. Matt ball pumping drew Gregory's gas on the way over that showed up in his Instagram story. <laughs> and then honestly, man, I'll be straight with you. Like I 100% did not care how many people showed up to this event. If it had 50 people in it, I would have been happy. That was my number 50 people. Then it was the 50 people. Right. But we're at 70 one or 70 or something like that. And I literally looked at the leaderboard for the first time, since the accident so i'm gonna i'm gonna bring that up on screen here actually so when we, we when we go in and look uh i mean dude i i, I don't know how, can you see that there old timer with your eyes they're all busted up from the wreck uh i mean you know you go down the list here guys jeremy baker matt ball Dwayne Beatty, uh, i mean jason broach uh jason cassidy ron champion mike cheatham I mean, you guys stop me when you recognize it, when you recognize a name that's not a name. I mean, it's unbelievably insane. Jim Davis, Jamie Dennison, Corey Dreyer, Mike Eady, Terry Elkins, Mike Elsie, Jeff Fader, Christine Fisher, Drew Gregory. I mean, somebody stop me. Clint Henderson, Tim Isaac, Eric Jackson, Sam Jones, Bogdan, who won the first event. I mean, look at the who's who in this community and in this sport. You know, uh, Cody Milton. Mike Mooney, Garrett Morgan. I mean, guys, Mark Pendergraft, Jody Queen, Alan Reed. 
Eric Siddiqui, Josh Stewart, Matt Stewart, Craig Storms. Guys, I mean, just go down the list here. We're not done. Jay Wallen, Jim Ware, uh, Jason Willis. I, I mean, Larry Wood, and I haven't refreshed this in like an hour. I, I mean, it's a who's who of who's in this community and what's going on, and it's going down this Friday and Saturday in Arkansas. This is going to be a straight-up slobber knocker of, of a fight over two days of fishing. And tell Chad, go run through the format. Give it. I mean, for if if for so, let's just pretend that people are watching that don't know what's going on. What are we walking into Friday morning at the first launch? So the first launch, the guys are going to launch. Um, they're thirty minutes before day before uh, uh, the first cast, like we always do, and then thirty minutes after that, they're going to cast, and then they're going to fish. Right, and they're going to fish a full day. Um, we are on Lake Washita which is the lake that the cup was on last year. The cup this year is on Hamilton, which basically is the Ozark river uh, or the Washita river divided by a dam. Right. And so we are on the lake that the cup was on last year. They're on Hamilton this year. It's the first time that the cup has ever been in the same city back to back. Right. So that's pretty crazy. Pretty exciting. The people here uh, are already excited about it or amazing about it. The shops have the flyers up in the doors. Uh, you know, obviously you're wearing a, a fishing t-shirt or, or something. They go, y'all here for the cup. And so it's kind of cool to see a community, but literally, like I said, we've gotten in the accident and I had not been on social media as much. And I hadn't been focused on that. We had a lot of, you know, business to cover for making sure that the, the stuff for the cup was done. And I sat down yesterday and I just opened up the leaderboard and I just scrolled through it. And then I was like, holy crap. And then the, today, um, I think we were at lunch. I scrolled through it and it was like this champion, champion, world champion, angler of the year, national champion, national, you know, angler of the year, angler of the year, trail champion, 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 big event and other series champion, big event and other series champion, you know, multi-time winner, multi-time winner, multi-time champion, champion, champion. I mean, I was like, you know, it's August. We announced this whole thing late. We announced the Nickajack Cup late. We announced a lot of the payout structure late, right? To say, um, to, to get the carrot on the stick, if you will. But the only carrot that these guys really needed is this was the opportunity to compete against the best competition in the world at one of the best fishing competitions in the world and to basically say, I am putting my stake in the moon that I want to be part of this kayak fishing GoPro thing. Um, and, and here's the thing, man. We did not, in my opinion, deliver as good as we could have should, had we been able to get all of the ducks in the row. Uh, had FLW had not had some tragedy uh, that caused some, you know, some right. delays in some of the decision making. But I think that the team of FLW, uh, the team of Christy Hoover and Chris Hoover from FLW deserve 90% of the credit. Not really. For the, not really. Because they work together like a well-oiled machine to pull a lot of the stuff. Uh, Kim Lynn, the, the lady that runs, really runs things, uh, and Christy hit it off, and they worked really well together. Um, the the team at FLW, I couldn't be more excited and proud to be part of it. And I want us to take one second to say this. When we got in our accident, um, as soon as we got up and we were kind of getting our stuff together and out of the road, and we had said we weren't going to the hospital, um, 
I don't know who called him, right? I don't know if it was Christy. I don't know if it was somebody from the scene. But before we knew it, an FLW truck, a 31-foot enclosed trailer, and two FLW senior staff members were on the side of the road picking our stuff up, putting our stuff in the kayaks. And when I got back to the hotel, my phone was in my pocket. I bled all over my shorts. I put my phone on the counter and literally I had a three paragraph text from the president of KBF this, or from the president of FLW that said, if you need anything, you let me know. We sent our team out. If you need more people, let me know. They stayed with us until Joe drove over to pick up the gear. And my son Austin drove over to pick us up. That is what I'm proud of. I'm proud of the fact that we're associated with this world-class organization that even at that level treats everybody like family that has family values, that, that appreciates family values and doesn't act just right. like a business. That and community aspect is what we preach on, on this show and everything that I've always been a part of in this community whatsoever is, is that community aspect of, of putting anglers, putting people, you know, and we've seen it time and time again in this sport where, where it comes back down to the people so much more than it comes back down to anything else. That's one of the things that utterly impresses me and continues to kind of scroll in. So we, Chad, we don't have a ton of time because, because we, we've only got 12 minutes of show left, but, uh, so rolling into day two, what are, I mean, what are what are you what are you expecting there? Are we taking? Uh, I mean, I know the answer to this, but just playing dumb here. I mean, are we taking the top twenty that are in day two? Is it every? Is it still every man for himself? Like, what is day two going to be? We were so late in getting the announcement out. We were going to do a three day deal in the original agreement with FLW. Do a two day and then cut to so many, put cameras on them and do that whole thing. Um, so if you don't like the format, blame me. I was the one that said no. Nope. This is the You're first one. Anyway. This is the first one. This is the one where they're not going to have had a chance to go travel to that location to pre-fish. They're not going to have had a chance to prepare and plan as a true professional would have. And that's not their fault. That's our fault. So for this first one, I want to be a two-day aggregate, and I want everybody to fish both days, leave it all on the table. You're, you're still in it. You can win it. You can place. You can have your name on that leaderboard. And uh, let me tell you something else that we're going to do, Scott. And, you know, I said at the beginning of this, we're going to stop announcing things before we um, have them locked in place. But I'm going to go ahead and do it right now for one thing. And it, 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 it applies to this specific thing. Uh, you can take this to the bank just like you can take the other things that I've said in this video to the bank. Is for everybody that fished this Pro Tour this year, that paid their pro tour registration that did their FLW registration that said, I want to be part of this. Um, I'm giving them their pro tour, uh, membership next year. Uh, I'm going to say, I don't think we did as good a job delivering as we could have. And so because of that, um, we're going to give it to you for everybody, all 200 and I think 16 or 219, um, we're giving them their membership for the pro tour next year. Uh, we're simplifying our memberships next year. We're going to do three levels and one of them is pro, but for all of those people, the, the ones that entered, the ones that said, I don't really know what this is. I want to be part of it. And I've got faith that KBF is going to make it right. They made a commitment to us. And I'm making a commitment back to them. I'm giving them their membership for next year. And those are going to be that core of people that I work my butt off. I work my tail off for, helping get sponsorships, 
spend hours on the phone mentoring to get better media kits and things that allow them to get better that I'm going to do in the past, but I had to start saying no to some things that I couldn't do to be able to do the things that I should do. And that's my number one commitment. Number one, my number one commitment is to the community, to improving customer service, to making KBF a world-class organization that serves the community, that doesn't do stuff to the community, does stuff for the community, building and putting together the best partner program that has ever been put together in the sport of fishing and providing opportunities for anglers at an unprecedented level. And we're not going to overcommit. We're going to undercommit and overdeliver. And we're going to do that until we can get bigger. And we're going to only grow bigger when it makes sense or grow smaller if it makes sense. We're going to do the right things at the right time, the right way, with the right people. And um, I think that this relationship with FLW is on track to help us do that. Um, one of the things that I hear a lot about is, oh, now that uh, the FLW thing is there, he's going to lose focus on everything else. And that's not going to happen. In fact, I'm going to double down on youth programs. I'm going to double down on education. I'm going to double down on video production and, and teaching. Uh, I'm going to start hosting clinics at Hook One. I mean, at the, the shop like I used to do at Hook One at the KBF headquarters uh, uh, that are basic stuff that are worth my time, right? That I have gotten a little bit too big for my own britches to think it ain't worth my time doing kite fishing 101 anymore. Honestly, it's too big to not do it, right? right. To not activate that forward. I'm going to challenge other leaders out there, other guys out there that have gotten maybe too big for their bridges. Do a kayak fishing 101. I used to do them at churches, elementary schools, picnics, parks. I used to be like that loud horn yeller guy with the bullhorn, you know, telling you to, that Jesus loves you on the street corner about kayak fishing. And I need to do more of that. And we all need to do more of that. And we all need to be more accepting of the guy that's getting into the sport that still has that twinkle in their eye that still has that same, oh my gosh, feeling about this thing that we all had that got us into it instead of being a bunch of old crotchety, you know, men like those guys at the tackle shop that are like, ain't nothing biting today. And you get all discouraged before you ever go fishing. We've so, got to be better as a community. So, okay. So, so diving back into, into to the cut this weekend, Friday and Saturday, Saturday uh, is FLW's day two. For, for the FLW tour, it's you. It's our day. It's it's KBF FLW's day two and final day. You guys will announce the winner Saturday afternoon live on FLW, live on what all on all of these channels here. Uh, if you guys are unfamiliar, you can go to the NRS leaderboard over on the Tourney X page, and they keep uh, Tourney X keeps a live leaderboard. That thing will be will be super hot the whole weekend. Uh, Amanda Brandon does a great job usually of posting those things. Rob usually and Joe will be keeping that information fresh in, in all the groups and all the pages. You shouldn't be able to ha to have an issue finding it. If you do get with one of us um, and, and find, you know, and, and, and we'll, you know, and you'll see it, but you get it on any of the pages and you'll be able to see that, 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 that uh, NRS uh, attorney X leaderboard live go down through the entire weekend. Now, Saturday Chad, or even Friday and Saturday, will you guys pull that as in tradition with KBF style? Well, we what now? Will you guys pull that leaderboard like you do typically? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll be expecting that. So that way we get that drama that, that, that builds into to the onstage announcement. I was I got to be there live up at Chick um uh this this for the for the first for the first tournament. And uh, you know, there's just a different there's just a different atmosphere. It's definitely the next level of stage for, for KBF and and Chad and I talked 
and so many of us in the community talked and and this just kind of recaps what we've been talking about for the last hour and a half in that getting us to that next level to where they're at this is the stepping stones this is the vision that chad and so many others around this community have have laid out and have pushed forward and we are here we are on the brink of it this weekend in arkansas it's going down in the kbf flw cup um i'm unbelievably excited this is kind of the end of the year for flw we KBF has still got several different tournaments and, and championship trails and, and things going on to close out our season here. But you guys have already heard earlier in this episode uh, some of the plans and some of the some of the things looking at uh, the, tw- the, the 2020 and even the 2021 season as next year the NC uh, goes to Gunnersville, And then the following year in 2021, we're back in Shreveport, Bossier City, Louisiana, correct? Yes, sir. So lots of big things going on in and in and around KBF. I'm sorry. Go ahead, boss. Both of those events are going to blow your mind. We uh, uh, report one time before the national championship last year for planning purposes. Yeah. We've already been to Gunnersville four times this year. Uh, Christie's actually going back down there again in September. Uh, and we have two or three more trips planned to walk the processes, to lay out the layouts, to have all of the stuff dialed in. Um, let me touch on the FLW thing real quick. One of the things that's really cool. Six minutes, boss. One of the things that's really cool about this FLW thing is um, we're going to shut the leaderboard off two, maybe three hours. I think two hours on day one, three hours on day two. But we will be notifying the anglers to report to a kind of a holding yard, right, for the walking across the stage yep. thing. We'll have a place that they go to. We'll be able to brief them, talk through the process. They'll get treated like royalty you know for the best we can in fishing to to get that behind the scenes look of that process of a of a big event like that i know that nick and jack was a big step up from the things that we've done well this is like a bigger gap between that and this than anything we've ever like this is the super bowl right this is the and so what those guys are going to do and these gals are going to do is we're going to be able to say um we're going to be able to say that these guys are going to get you know, got it right down the road. We're going to, we're going to have everything. Uh, we've built the time in this time. We're going to have to worry about people being stuck in traffic, right? To where guys get there, we get to talk it over. I mean, you were there at Nick and Jack, you saw the craziness yep. and FLW held the freaking way in for the pro tour to get our guys yep. across the stage. And so we're Absolutely. doing that. We're going to run champion came in about 117 miles an hour and that, and that, and that Picasso lures truck coming in sideways. I mean, jumped out and right. If you guys have never met Ron in person, like he's a, like Chad's a big dude, but he makes Chad look tiny. Like Ron's a big man. When he steps out of that truck and crawls out and ducks up and stands up and his head's above them 33 inch tires, you know, you know, in the, in the cab of that truck, he jumps out and he's like, and you know, the guy, these little video FLW guys are, you know, a 19 year old dudes like, let me have your keys. You got to go on the stage. And Ron didn't even know if he had made it. Because he made, you know, again, incredible storytelling. I'm sorry, guys. We can get into this all night long. We've got to wrap this show up. Chad, before you go, boss man, I want to leave you with this. The next 96 hours are are definitely a culmination of what you spent probably the last 20 years building up to. I, I, I know your work ethic. I know your motivation. I know your grind and what you're doing in that, boss man. I want you to go through this next 96 hours, boss man, with a big smile on your face, a little pep in your step, 
be proud, but yet humble by, by, by around the community that you and so many others have spent so much time in building to get to what this is this weekend. I'm unbelievably upset and angry. I'm not going to be there to, to watch you, the smile on your face and see all this going on. I had prior commitments with, I, that I couldn't get to for this, but I, I will be watching. I will be studying the NRS attorney X leaderboard. Like it, like it's the back of my hand on top of being in and all the texts and conversations and everything going on. Thank you so much, bro, for coming on the show tonight and talking through and answering some of those questions. By all means, uh, you know, uh, the, the way in is mine, but the whole KBF platform is yours. And you're welcome here anytime you need it. With that, boss man, I'm going to roll out the red carpet. Any kind of final words for you before we let you go? Yeah, y'all do me a favor this weekend and encourage these guys that are fishing. Share their content. Comment on their content. Go look at that leaderboard and go follow the people on their social media. Let's uplift these competitors who have made that commitment to try to take the sport to the next level um, and let, you know, get behind them, get behind those guys. This is not about me. This is not about KBF. This is about these people that have worked their butts off to get here that have sacrificed time, miles, money, opportunities. These names right here, guys on the screen, go to that leaderboard, find those names, follow them on social media, follow them through the event encourage them, tag them. If they make a post, comment on it. If they have something that's share worthy, share it. Um, we're doing FLWKBF Cup 2019 uh, primarily. Uh, if you guys tag FLW Fishing and Kayak Bass Fishing in your Instagram stories, I'll share it to the main page. Uh, FLW is grabbing a bunch of that stuff and sharing it up to their main page. That'll help grow your profiles as well. Um, this is the weekend where we set the stage for showing who we are, how we are and what we are as a sport and as a community. Um, and so do us proud. Let's all get out there and represent the world, uh, represent to the world what we're all about. Um, I'm going to do the best I can. Literally, I'm going to pray for the right words before I go up there instead of winging it like I do a lot of times. And um, I just, man, I'm just going to tell you, dude, like, um, you know, I almost lost it earlier when I was talking about the whole, you know, Christy and the accident thing, but I'm closer to losing it right now. When you're scrolling those names across there and thinking about what's happening and that I had anything to do with it, you know? So thank you all for everything you've ever done to let this fat redneck from a freaking trailer park in Louisiana and Georgia end up being able to do something that like means anything. Cause honestly, yeah. man, this, whoo. Well, it's good stuff, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, thank you for being a part of this boss, man. Go enjoy the next 96 hours. And, uh, uh, next week, uh, here on the show, we'll have the winner on and, uh, and, and, you know, and do some, do some conversation and talk about what they went through to, uh, to hoist that first ever KBF FLW cup championship over their head Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening. Uh, Chad Hoover, man, thank you so much for tuning in with us tonight. And, uh, I'm gonna let you go and, uh, and close out the show, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. So with that, guys, we're going to let Chad get out of here. Uh, we're running a little bit late, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this thing up quick. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm unbelievably excited for what's going on this weekend in Arkansas. It's going to be a straight-up uh, slobber knocker. It's going to be a slugfest. Uh, there's, there's going to be some drama and some amazing stories. I can't wait to get uh, to get the to watch everything unfold and then to bring you guys back a recap, um, uh, hopefully over the next couple of weeks with some different people that, 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 that we just went through the list and seen what they had going on there. Um, thank you guys so much for, uh, for tuning in the show, for being a part of the community. 
Uh, thank you again, Chad Hoover, for uh, you know for coming on the show and and talking about some of the things that we touched on. Um, guys, this weekend in Arkansas, the KBF FLW DZ Cup presented by Gag Attack is going to be um, one for the books. So make sure that you guys are tuning in and checking it out and, and keeping some love going in this community. I love everything about this community and this sport and what's going on in it and can't wait to see where we go next and, and, and how we end up. Um, but I can tell you this, we're all going to get there together much better than we're ever going to get there separately. So with that, um, I'm out. Thank you guys so much. Um, uh, thank you guys for watching the weigh in. If you missed any of this, you can catch up on this episode. It should be posted up tomorrow on kayakbassfishing.com forward slash the weigh in. Um, and uh, you can catch that and all the other episodes that we've had previous. Um, with that, guys, uh, once again, I'm Scott Butcher. As always, tag your dreams, and I'll catch you guys on the flip side. See ya.